Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Have you ever lost anything before? Yeah? Lost anything? You know who lost this weekend? The Seminoles? <laughs> yeah. I lost that. I love it. You know who didn't lose? The Gators. I'm just saying. Hey, here's some stuff. I had to do it. I had to know I had to do it. Here's some soft things that most adults lose. You might even lose your keys before. And you was in the room, you lost your keys. Don't know where. I, I, people probably look at me because anytime I go to leave, if it's my office, or if it's home, or if I get out of the car, they probably think I'm checking for my cigs because I'm like, packing stuff. All right, I got my wallet, phone, pocket knife, keys, pat myself down. I'll make sure, because I'm going to lose the keys, because that's no fun, right? You're trying to find uh, your keys, because is losing all the time. Anything else? Anybody lose your phone before? Right? Uh, our kids are playing uh, baseball right now. Angie's in T-ball. Haley's helping out uh, her team, and she left her phone at home, and the coach, she's, she's helping out the coach. The coach was going to send her the batting order on the phone, and so she's in the dugout. She's sending the kid, all right, your turn to bat. You're on deck. But she didn't have her phone, so she had the coach's phone, but his phone kept going to sleep, and she didn't have the code. And it's like, ah! We go next week to go, and we get going down the road, and she's like, I left my phone again! I'm like, man, mine's always in my pocket. Like, got that big old purse, and you're always losing your phone. Like, I don't understand how that happens. But yeah, yeah, you may lose your phone and leave it uh, somewhere. Anybody always looking for a pen? Yeah, guitar pick. That's a great one, Mark. I'm going to add that to my list. Guitar picks. If you don't know about that, you just don't know. You got that big sound hole. Well, your, your electric does it, but the acoustic, you lose the pick down the hole. or just lose. It's like, I had it. It was either. Or if it's the same color as the carpet, it's blended in. Yeah, I feel you on that one. I understand that. Yeah. But maybe you're always looking for a pin. That I am thankful for Haley's big purse because she has a big thing full of pins in there, so I can always pin I can always get a pit uh, from her. Anybody lose your glasses? Anybody, you misplace them? They're like on your head, but you can't find them. Anybody ever done that before? Man, my grandfather, he used to lose them all the time. So he'd have reading glasses everywhere. They were like strategically placed, you know. He had this old pole barn. There were like three or four pair laying around, all dusty and stuff. He'd have those reading glasses everywhere. He was constantly uh, leaving them. My father lost that way too. Because he'll, he'll be working on a father working on something, and he's like, why do I leave the glasses? You know? You actually have to step on them, you know? Kind of stuff. Oh, and this is, this is mine. This is my biggest one. You guys know this, because I'll talk about it. The remote control. So it's easy. Always losing. It's always in the crack of the couch, or it's got set somewhere. My kids run off with it. We'll find it in their room. It's like, what are you doing? I, am the, I hold the remote control in this family, right? Yes. That is not yours. This is my TV. I bought it. Not yours. I let you use it. Right? What about money? They lose money for different reasons. Socks. Anybody, anybody, it, it never fails. I feel like the dryer eats socks, right? Because you always come out with just one odd thing, you know? And then you get to work and it's static clinging to the inside of your pants. Anybody ever or, or really odd things get stuck to your pants and it gets really embarrassing. We'll just leave it at that. Teenagers, this, you might relate to this one. Phone chargers. Right? You might. Kendall, I knew it. Yeah. Carson, you guys always losing your phone chargers, right? Yeah. 
I hear you. Feel that. You're always looking for a phone charger. Always looking for something. What about something a little bit different? Not material. Anybody ever lost your momentum? In life, in the busyness of life, and some of the struggles that we face, and some of the things that we go through, have you ever lost your momentum? Have you ever lost your edge? Think about that for a minute. Maybe right now, maybe the, where you're at in this season of life, maybe you're like, yeah, I can relate to that, bro. Right now, I feel like I've lost. Like I've lost my edge. It's just like those lost things we had in our hand. It was just here, dead and remote. It's just right here. I don't understand where it's going. And for many of us, we've been there. Maybe you're there right now. It's like, I, I just found it. This momentum. Maybe with all the, this COVID stuff. Maybe, maybe that was you. Maybe at the beginning of the year. If we can be real honest, as a church, we had tons of momentum at the beginning of the year. And then COVID hit. Now we're trying to get it. Back. Maybe that's you today. It's like, man, I had momentum. I had it. It was in my hand. It was right there. Now I feel like I've lost my edge. Well, you're in the right place today because I'm really hoping, I've been praying that, that I can encourage you with this message today because I want you to get your edge back. I can't even speak to someone. Maybe you've lost your edge. Maybe you've lost some momentum in your life. Maybe you've lost some momentum in your marriage. Maybe you've lost some momentum in your finances. Maybe you've lost some momentum in your career or a particular job. Maybe you've lost momentum in your faith. I don't want to help you get it back. Anybody okay with that today? Come on, it's time to get that back. It's time to get back what you lost today. Maybe it's your passion. Maybe it's your purpose. Maybe it's your joy. Maybe it's hope. Maybe it's faith. Maybe You've lost your edge. Because here's the deal. Life gets messy, doesn't it? Life get, it can get messy at times. Your marriage can get messy at times. Family can get messy at times, right? Amen. Yes, sir. It can get messy at times. Your finances can get messy at times. Parenting, come on, somebody, can get messy at times, relationships, friendships can get messy at times. And it's easy to lose our momentum because life gets messy. But I came to encourage you today. I came to tell someone this. If you're watching online, I came to tell you this today. That God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. In fact, I believe God's a specialist at restoring lost things. you didn't mean to lose. And the deal is that God cares about you. He cares about every aspect of your life. He cares about every little desire that you have. He cares about every little thing. He cares about the big epic things in your life. He cares about the big moments in your life. He cares about the struggles that you face in your life. He cares about those big things, but he also cares about the little things as well. God cares about you. He cares about what you may have lost. Come on, he cares about that algebra test. Teenagers, he, he cares about that first date. He cares about those headaches that maybe you're experiencing and you don't know why. He cares about your to-do list. He cares about your deadlines. And he cares 
about what you lost. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 6, starting in verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 6, starting in verse 1, is a story that is really small, really short, seems insignificant, and it ends very abruptly. But I believe it's going to help some of you today if you feel like you've lost your edge, if you feel like you've lost momentum in your life. And I believe it's going to show that God cares even about those little things in our life. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. We've been in this series called Ridiculous. We've been looking at the life of the prophet Elisha, looking at some of the, the miracles and the things that, that went on in his uh, in his life, in the first week, we talked about having ridiculous commitment. If you remember, Elisha uh, was was play, uh, given the mantle, presented the mantle of the prophet Elijah to come alongside him, be his apprentice, and eventually take um, his place. And he burned his plows. He was found um, plowing the field, uh, and he burned his plows and killed all the oxen as he had nothing to look back to but to go all in. And we learned about ridiculous commitment. The next week, we saw this miracle that happened where there were these three kings that were going to go to battle, and they, they, they go to attack their enemy, and they cross through this desert, and they run, they run out of water, and they call upon Elijah to hear from the Lord, and the Lord says, I want y'all to go dig some ditches, I'm going to give you what you want, I'm going to give you this water, but you're going to have to dig some ditches first, and we learned about having ridiculous faith, sometimes we're going to have to dig some ditches before God uh, gives us the miracle of water, right? Last week, we looked at ridiculous provision. If you remember, there was a widow that came to Elisha. She had nothing left except a little bit of oil. And Elisha says, why don't you go gather um, jars from everybody. And I want you to fill those jars up with what you have. We learned about ridiculous provision. And there was a miracle that took place today. Today, we're going to learn about ridiculous recovery. Ridiculous recovery. And here in 2 Kings chapter 6, what we have is, is this small school of young prophets that are, are learning from Elisha. Right? So we have this small school uh, of prophets, and they get so big that they, come, they need a space. They need, they need to build a, a place where, where they can uh, have a proper facility to grow in. So they say, hey, let's go down to the Jordan River. Let's go cut down. Uh, some trees and some limbs, and, and let's build us a space so that we can so that we can learn and grow and, 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 and follow the call of God on our life. And, and this crazy thing happens is is they're in there, they're cutting down these trees and, and they're getting this stuff ready. One of the young prophets breaks his axe, and the axe head falls in the water. He freaks out because he borrowed this axe head, and he comes to Elijah and is like. I lost it. I lost, I lost my accent. And so let's kind of pick up here in chapter uh, 2 of 2 Kings. Or in 2 Kings chapter 6, excuse me, verse 1. Uh, the company of the prophet said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan where each of us can get a pole and let us build a place there for us to meet. And he said, Go. Then one of them said, Won't you please come with your servants? I will, Elisha replied. And he went with them. And they went to the Jordan and began to cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh no, my lord, he cried out, it was borrowed. The man of God asked, where did it fall? When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it uh, there and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said, and the man reached out his hand and took it. Let's pray, Jesus. 
We love you. God, I thank you for your word. I pray that we have a desire and a hunger for your word because it leads us, it guides us, it helps us show you who you are. It reveals things to us, God. It, it cuts deep to the core of who we are. And God, may we have that desire for your word because we absolutely need it in our life. Let it bring revelation to us today, right here in this moment, especially for those that feel like maybe they've lost their edge and their momentum in life. And may, it, may it bring some life to them today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. We serve a God of ridiculous recovery. This young prophet wasn't doing anything wrong. They were working and, and things got going and, and they're chopping down these trees and and, and I don't know if you've ever broke a tool before. I used to be the king of breaking post hole diggers. I, my grandpa, we, I went through so many post hole diggers that he had. And I would try to do it so hard. And, and then I, I broke so many of them. He would get so frustrated. We well, yeah, these young prophet. He's chopping away at these trees. doing his work. They're, they're, they're trying to grow this ministry school. His accent breaks. Falls in the water. He freaks out because that's not mine. <laughs> I lost it. He wasn't, wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong. He didn't, he didn't mean to lose it. It just happened. And, and I feel like we can relate to this guy in our life. Because maybe you're trudging along, you're going through life, and, and you didn't mean to lose your momentum, right? You, you, you didn't mean to lose your edge. You didn't, you didn't mean to lose your passion for, for the Lord. You, you didn't mean to, 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 to uh, all of a sudden... Um, lose some friendships or you, you didn't mean to just stop serving in church or you didn't mean to lose your, your passion to pray or, 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 or you didn't mean to, to like slowly erode like the standards in your life because that's a slow thing that happens one compromise at a time but you didn't mean to it just, it just happened you, you, you didn't mean to become hard hearted and cynical you, you didn't mean to to, to, to experience the loss of momentum in your marriage or in your relationships or even in the purpose that you know God has for your life. A few years ago, before coming to the Transforming Life, I was serving as a youth pastor in Brandon, and we would do these annual men's retreats. We're talking about like 40, 50, 60 guys going uh, to these retreats. And, and since I was on staff, um, I, I had to work these retreats. And so me and some of the other staff members, we were in charge of putting these retreats together and, and planning them and getting all the, the stuff that we, we got early and set things up. And, and we were up early in the morning making sure things were ready to go. So while all, the, all, these, all these other guys are having fun and, and they're getting refreshed, um, you know, I'm working. And normally I don't mind that because I, I don't mind serving. I'm, by nature, I'm a behind-the-scenes guy, right? I haven't always liked being out in front of them. I'm okay to do things behind the scenes. But for some reason, this particular year, I got exhausted. I got tired. And I began to grow cynical. I began to grow hard-hearted. I began to look around like, oh, man, all these guys are, you know, they're having fun. They're getting refreshed. They're experiencing God. But, man, I, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm tired. And I began to grow hard-hearted in that. It's easy to lose focus. It's easy uh, to lose the main thing. Can, can I be just real honest and transparent with you today? As a pastor, I can easily put ministry ahead of God. Yeah. I can easily take what God has spoken to me, an idea, and say, wow, and run with it. And then, oh, man, I didn't really pray over this. Or I'm, I'm not really praying through this process. I'm just running. I'm just running with it. And, and it's easy to get ahead of God. Yeah. 
in that. And if we can all be honest, that's, that's many of us in, in our life. We can easily get ahead of, of God sometimes, and, and in that we can lose our momentum. It's easy to lose the main thing. It's easy to lose our edge. So, so what about you? What about you? Maybe you didn't mean to drift away from God. Maybe you didn't mean to stop praying as much as you used to. Or, 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 or connecting and pouring and investing into your spouse. Maybe you didn't mean to stop having date night with your spouse. But it just happened because you got busy or you had kids and, and a number of different things. Maybe you didn't mean to get sucked into the pursuit of, of material things. It just happened. Maybe you didn't mean to get depressed or addicted. Maybe you didn't mean to lose your spiritual edge. So how do you get that back? Okay, that's lost. That's great. You lost it. How do you get that back? How do you get that edge? How do you get that momentum back? How do you get back on track with your purpose? How do you get back on track with God? How do you get back on track in your marriage or in anything else? How do you get your edge back? And if that's you today, if you've lost your edge, you feel like you've lost that momentum in life, and I, I hope you get this. I hope this is good for you. Um, I, I hope it encourages you today. I want to help you make that change. Today is the day to get it back. Come on, somebody. Today is the day to find it, to take it back, and move forward into what God has for your life. How do you get your edge back? You've lost it. How do you get it back? Number one, you've got to be honest about where you lost it in the first place. Be honest about where you lost it. Where did things go south? Where did things change? Where did things shift? What changed in your life? Look at Elisha says to the young man in 2 Kings 6, 6. He says, the man of God asked, all right, where did it fall? You lost your axe head. Where did it fall? And I'm going to ask that same question for you today. If you've lost your edge, if you've lost your momentum, if you've lost your passion, if you've lost your passion for God or for life, if, if something's going on in your marriage or your finances or anything else, where did you lose it? Where did it go different? Notice that the axe head wasn't gone. Right? It's iron. It just fell in the water. It's in there. You just need to go back. To where you left it. Where did you lose your edge? Where, where did you take a wrong turn? Where did things start to go bad? Maybe you got into a relationship that was toxic. Whether that's a friendship or, or any other kind of relationship. And, and that was toxic for your life. Maybe, maybe that's where things started. Were you dating the wrong person? And that's where, where things started to turn differently. Did you drop a discipline? Did you, did you drop reading your Bible? You started off the year because I said, hey, it's a brand new year, new year, new me, so I'm going to read the Bible on it. So you started off doing good, and you're, you're doing the Bible reading plan on, on your phone, and you're getting the reminders, and, and you're doing good, but, but, but oh, I missed the day. Which is it's not a big deal. You can pick it back up the day, oh, but I missed another day. And before you knew it, you're missing weeks, months, and it's like, where, where, where did things, how did that how did that change? Maybe, maybe it was another discipline like praying or serving in church or, or going to a life group right? or coming to church on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night. And you, you, suddenly now you're only going once a month or once every other month. And, and where, where did that change? Where was the shift? Where did you lose your edge? Where did the axe head fall? Maybe it was... That secret that you thought wasn't really hurting anyone. Just staying hidden. 
Maybe if someone hurts you. Maybe they did something to you. Maybe it was something that they were supposed to do that they didn't do. Maybe they said something to you that, that hurt you. Is that where you lost your ends? Maybe it was a church person that said something and it offended you. Because Christians aren't supposed to say those sort of things. They aren't supposed to act like that, right? Maybe it caused you to grow hard-hearted and bitterness. Sit in where did it fall for you? Where did your edge fall? Uh, my son, uh, he likes video games like most kids do. And when he first started getting into him, this particular game that he was playing, he couldn't figure out how to save the game. So he would play, and we usually gave him about a 30-minute uh, time frame, right? Because you're not sitting around playing video games all day, right? You're, you're, you're eight. That time he was probably six. You're not going to sit around playing video games all day, right? Go read a book. <laughs> Learn something. <laughs> Go outside for heaven's sake. But he would get so frustrated. We would fight with him. You got to turn this. I'm going to turn. I'm going to throw this thing in the garbage. I don't care how much it costs. Right? Any parents you've had that conversation before? Yes, I see. I feel your brother. But he would get so mad. Dad, I don't know how to save the game. I don't, I don't want to lose the progress. I've been working all this time doing whatever it was. I don't, I don't want to lose my progress. I can't, I can't save the game, man. And he don't understand how it is. Because any of you old school, like first Nintendo in the room, remember Super Mario? You didn't have a save button. You couldn't just save the level that you went in. You had to play that thing all day to beat it. Right? So you would go back day after day and start all over. You don't understand that. These kids today, you don't understand that. You can save and you can get a memory stick and, and a memory card and all this fun stuff. You can't just save it. But I'm thankful, and I hope you are too, that when we make a mistake or when we lose our focus or when we lose our momentum and maybe drift in the wrong direction, we don't have to start all over again. Come on. Because by God's grace, and his help, we can go back to where we left off track. Anybody thankful for that today? We, we, we can go back to where we we can go back to where we lost it. Through God's grace and through his power in our life. The young prophet, he lost that axe head. This was his literal edge. Notice this was his this was his ability to cut these trees. He lost his literal edge and it stalled his work. It stalled his progress. It stalled his goal of what he was trying to accomplish. Maybe you've lost your edge today. And it stalled some of the work that you've been trying to work on. Maybe it stalled some of the progress. Maybe you, you've come out of an addiction and everything's been going really good. But now you're starting to feel some of those urges come back again. And you're starting to look back at things. Or, or maybe maybe you're, you're fighting that addiction and, and it's like, oh man, I'm struggling. And I want to go back to that old way. Maybe some of you God saved you out of some other types of things. And, and you, you find yourself looking back to those to those things. Right? What, what, what is it? What is that for you? That has stalled your work, that has stalled your progress, that has stalled your goals and your dreams. Maybe in your marriage or in your finances. Maybe you guys are planning to get out of debt and it seems like the AC is always breaking or the car is always breaking down or this and that thing is always happening. It's like, gosh, I'm stalled. Maybe it's in your purpose or your career. Maybe it's in your walk with God. Maybe it's in pursuing God and not going back to your old ways or whatever that is for you. Where? 
Where did your edge fall? Where did you lose that edge? Knowing where, knowing how, why you lost your edge and your momentum is the key in getting it back. Where did it fall? Where did you lose it? Go back. Pray about it. Ask God, God, where, where did I go wrong? Go back. Because when you go back, now with God's help, you can take back what you lost. Because right? God's going to help you find it. And now you can take back what you lost. Look at verses 6 through 7. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and he threw it uh, in the water and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said, and the man reached out his hand and he took it. I had to ask this question because I'm looking at Elijah and I'm looking at, all right, you're performing all these crazy miracles, right? I mean, there, there was poison water that he made pure. He raised a kid from the dead. There was a guy with leprosy that he healed. He's doing all these incredible miracles that we've seen. We've, we've looked at some in the past couple weeks. So you can make the accent float and appear in the water. Why couldn't you just make it appear right there in front of them on dry land, right? But if you've seen a theme and throughout all these weeks that we've been doing this, right? It's required an act of faith for every miracle that's happened. Last week, the woman, she had to go out and gather the jars herself. Then God multiplied the oil in them. The kings, they had to go out and their armies had to dig the ditches before God would pour out the water to fill those ditches. Right? It took these acts of faith because faith without works is dead. Only God can make the axe head float, but you're going to have to lift it out. You lost your edge, God's going to help you get it back, but you're going to have to lift it out. Whatever that is for you today. If it's your marriage, why don't you pray about it, but then go and work on it. Go back. Maybe you need to go back to why you guys fell in love in the first place. Maybe you've lost that loving feeling. Right? I'm not going to start singing for you. But maybe you've lost it somewhere. Maybe you need to go back. But you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to work on it. Pray about it. Seek out about it. But do some work on it. Is it your finances? Pray about it. Tithe. Put together a budget. Stick to that budget. Save. Right? And watch God work in your life. What is that? But, but here's the thing. I know what happens to us a lot of times. I know what happens for us. Like, there, there's these voices that get in our heads, right? Sometimes it's the enemy. Sometimes we give the enemy too much credit. Sometimes it's our own voice and our own stubbornness. Maybe it's the voice of other people. But, but I know what happens a lot of times that, that, that we, we lose our edge, we lose our momentum, and then we can't get it back because we have these voices. Again, sometimes it's the enemy, sometimes it's our own voice, and we say, well, no, it's too late. It's too late. I can't get it back. It's too late. I've already messed up too many times. I, I can't take it back because of what happened. I made too many mistakes. You know, there's just no hope for me. And many we've allowed these voices in our head. We've allowed those thoughts to creep in and, and circulate in our thinking and in our minds. But the Bible tells us that we need to take every one of those thoughts captive and make it submissive to Jesus Christ. So yes, you can take it back, but you're going to have to ignore that voice in your head. Because with God, it's never too late. With God, it's not too late to be the person that you were, that you could have been. It's not too late to have what you have or with what God wants you to have. It's not too late. We are not beyond the grace of God. It's not too late. Quit listening to those voices, whether it's yourself 
Sometimes you gotta tell your mind to shut up. Sometimes you gotta tell the devil to shut his mouth that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. You can find that you didn't mean to lose. Today, have you lost your edge? Have you lost the momentum in your life? You can get it back. Where did you lose it? Let God help you find it. And then take it back. Take what the enemy has stolen from you. Take it back. Take it back today. Lift it out. God is going to do his part. You do yours. You do what you can do. And trust God to do what you can. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.